welcomes you to Up Close, a weekly public affairs program presented by Z1077 News. You're invited to call in with your questions and comments. Our call-in number is 366-8471. Now, your host for Up Close, Gary Danielle. Well, thank you, Mr. Announcer, wherever you are, and welcome to the Z1077 Up Close Show. A special presentation of Z1077 News. Our number for you to call is 760-366-8471. Our producer is Sarah Snyder. And we are wide open this morning. Open phones. I've got some things to throw at you. But uh, if something on your mind you want to talk about, let's let's talk about Let's get, let's get that thing going. So uh, I want to start out today to talk about vaccines because I, I think we need to uh, – we need to – Take it easy on the vaccines. It's everybody wants everything right now. It's part of our society. We want to snap our fingers and have instant gratification. But it's going to take a while to get the vaccines out into arms. We have to be aware of the fact that there's X amount, a number of vaccines being delivered each week, and there's X amount of people. And uh, I, I do know in, in our news today, uh, we spoke with Supervisor Don Rao, who said the state is changing things up on them just keeps moving moving the targets without even telling them. It's very, very confusing and hard to keep up. Matter of fact, she referred to it as the state of confusion as opposed to the state of California. And the example we gave in the story is uh, this week uh, the state of California announced that the vaccines would be for people who are 65 years or over. Well, they never told the counties they were going to announce that. So all of a sudden, the state's announcing 65 years are over. So everybody who's 65 years and over who wants to get a vaccine all jump on the website. And they crashed it. Uh, but the, the state never told them they were going to do that so the county could prepare. So we've got a disconnect. Uh, first, we had a disconnect between the federal government and the states. Now we're getting a disconnect between the states and the counties uh, and they're doing the best they can. So just I think we all just need to be patient. I do know that Rite Aid and Vaughn's pharmacies are offering vaccines. But once again, it's the numbers. They have X amount of vaccines and there's X amount of people who, who want to get them. I went on to the Vaughn site a couple times and, and I think I found the next available vaccine was in August of 22 something like that. So it's the, it's really backed up. And that, of course, it goes on the amount of vaccines that they get. So you can't scream up and down and get mad at the county. They only get so many, and they're trying to get them out as fast as they can. Uh, the county is doing a second-shot-only vaccine clinic at a Royal High School in San Bernardino, and that's people who have had the first shot and need the second one. They're going to have to drive there. And you may have to do some driving to get vaccines. We did talk to Don Rao, who said that their county is going to open a mass vaccine site, and it'll be most likely set up in Yucca Valley. Uh, and at the meeting I was at, it was a Tornado Palms Rotary Club meeting, someone said, well, why just Yucca Valley? She says, well, we don't have the the luxury of doing all kinds of different sites. They're very expensive. Uh, so we're going to set up a site um, which is centrally located. So in San Bernardino County, it may be in just one city near the 
upland, redlands, San Bernardino, Fontana area in there. Uh, and they may have one up near in the, in one of the mountain communities, but all the people from all the different mountain communities are going to have to go there. For the Morongo Basin, they're going to have it in Yucca Valley. So if you live in Torrent Palms, and I live in Torrent Palms, you may have to drive to Yucca Valley to get a vaccine. I don't think that's that inconvenient. It's not that far. I'll talk to people sometimes. It's like, oh, yeah, that's forever. No, it's not. So uh, so there there may be a little bit of a drive involved, like between Torn and Palms and Yucca Valley, but they are going to get the vaccines out to you. Uh, I have talked to a number of people who have actually gotten them. Uh, one of, they're getting them from the Rite Aid store. Now, the Rite Aid site I went on, and uh, it was it was full. Uh, I think I was 17,000th in line when I checked. So that's how many people are hitting all these websites. Um, but there there are some being given. I've talked to a couple of friends of mine who got their vaccines in 29 Palms. Be patient. I went to Rite Aid and asked them how it works. They said, well, it's really got you have to have an appointment. Uh, so uh, you just have to be patient. And the people I talk to who are getting appointments are calling, are going on there like twice an hour, uh, 24 hours a day. So it's constant, constant. But I, I believe they'll be getting more and more out, and that pressure is going to be lifted a little bit. Again, they just got these vaccines on the market like two weeks ago. They're getting them out as fast as they can, and they said from day one it's going to take – it may even take a couple of months for you to get a vaccine. So, so everybody doesn't get rattled and upset and emotional. Be patient, you know. The fact that we even have a vaccine less than a year after this thing was discovered is remarkable. That's a real feat of medical science, and you got to give them a clap on the back. But they're getting them out as fast as they can, so be patient. That's what I say. In the meantime, the vaccine being available doesn't mean the emergency is over. We still need to wear our masks. We still need to do social distancing. And the way it's being spread the most now is small gatherings. Uh, you may have a, you know, have a friend of yours come over to your house to do a barbecue. Well, you don't know where that friend has been. And, and now all of a sudden your entire family has COVID. So you have to be really, really careful, even just inviting people to your home. I know at my house, we have uh, my, my two children and their grandchildren are our pod. We test before we get together, and we don't really see many other people besides that. Yes, I want to get out and party. I'd love to go to a restaurant and have a big meal with my friends, but we just can't do that yet. We need to be patient. So let's do what we need to do to keep everybody safe, to keep everybody's family safe, and let's just be patient. Lines are open right now at 760-366-8471. If you had the vaccine, give us a call. Tell us how that experience is. I do know when they give you the vaccine, there's a 15-minute waiting time just to make sure you don't have an allergic reaction. Uh, so that's very good. And I've talked to a couple of health professionals who have gotten the vaccine. They said the first shot, not really much. It's sore around the, the shot site, which is always, but not much of a reaction. They said the second shot, however, uh, they did feel a, a little lightheaded, needed to sit down for a little bit. Uh, for the second shot, but the first one not a problem. But they said it's it's really not that big a deal. They do monitor you when you get the first shot and the second shot, and it should be fine. So that's what's going on. So vaccines are doing the best they can. It is confusing. Uh, I think they're they're getting their act together now as they start to get out in the real world and and do that. Should they have had a plan ahead of time? Yeah, we've known like for a year, a year there was going to be a vaccine. And maybe there should have been some planning being done. 
But all I'm going to say is it starts at the top, and it didn't. But now they're playing catch-up, and they're going to try to get this. Uh, it's, it's a mess at this point. They're going to try to get straightened out as soon as we can. In the meantime, the county is uh, doing some vaccination sites. SBCOVID19.com. Write that down. SBCOVID19.com. No spaces, just SBCOVID19.com is the county's COVID website. And they have done a good job with it. All the information is there. You can make your appointment there. Now, just because, and I know people who have driven out of the area to get, I know a person from 29 Palms who actually drove to Hesperia to get their vaccine uh, because that's where they could get one. But you can make those appointments in those outside areas at, at that website. When the Morongo Basin has a mass vaccination site, that will be there also. And they have to be done by appointment. Understand they just can't have a cattle call because there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people to vaccinate, and there's just X amount of vaccination. Uh, I see pictures of people who wait in line for, you know, 12 hours, 14 hours. Well, those are people who don't have an appointment and are hoping that there's some left over at the end of the day. Uh, They're calling them vaccine chasers, but don't be them because you don't need to do that. Just be patient. They will get to you. Uh, again, it's not one of those things you can do overnight. Let's go right to the telephones on our first caller. And uh, Rebecca, you're on the radio. Good morning. Well, good morning. I uh, did get my shot. Um, getting the appointment I thought was kind of painless. You know, I have good Internet access. Um, the county seems to prefer that we go to their website and, you know, go through the Internet but, you know, good Internet access uh, isn't real, you know, widespread out here, and you have to be able to download the application form, uh, maybe a printer to print it out. You know, that's also not real widespread probably among a lot of Basin seniors, uh, not to mention that a lot of them aren't really maybe comfortable or have a lot of facility using computers and the Internet. Um, now, Re- Rebecca, uh, I, I, mean, I don't want to give people bad information now. You don't have to fill out the paper before you get there. You can make an appointment, but once you do get there, you're going to have to fill out the paper. Right, and it, it makes it easy when you're when you feel that you're yeah. prepared going there. Yeah, but you and don't. So I, got, I, I don't want people to think if they don't if they don't have a printer, they can't get it. A, a right, in fact, they'll give they'll give it to you there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and, uh, wait, let me ask you a couple of questions, Rebecca. Where do you live? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joshua. Joshua Tree. Now, where did you go to get your vaccination? Rite Aid in right. uh, Yucca Valley. Yucca Valley, okay, yeah. Yeah, I've tried to get on the Rite Aid in 29, but it's just, there's just a lot of people. How long did it take you to get your appointment? Not very long. I think when I logged on, a friend told me about how to access the site and how to get to, you know, Rite Aid where he got one. And uh, it, I think there was like 127 people ahead of me, but that they went through that very, very quickly. Good. And I maybe waited... 10 minutes, maybe 15, uh, to actually get to work and make the appointment. Yeah, I, I spoke to the folks at Rite Aid who were very nice, by the way. I went into the Twenty Palms Rite Aid and just asked them how the process worked. And they said they don't open the appointments till they get the vaccines. So, right. So they, right. they may get a shipment of 1,000 vaccines, and then they go ahead and open 500 appointments because everybody who gets one has to have two two vaccines right right yeah there, there's a process and you know i've seen so many so much footage of people getting that shot and i tell you it looks scary it looks like this big giant needle is coming deep into your arm but the shot was painless 
And um, but you know, Gary, the, the problem I had, you know, wasn't making an appointment, wasn't the shot itself, but the way Rite Aid handled it. And if you don't mind, I'd like to share that experience. Okay. Well, hopefully, you're not going to bag too much on Rite Aid. Well, I just want to tell people this uh, experience I had. You know, you're when you do sign up for you get your appointment, you're told to bring your photo ID uh, and your insurance card, and um, so I did all that. And then I was asked for my Medicare card. Now, I don't normally carry that because my insurance card is always sufficient, no matter where I go. And uh, that day, the pharmacy personnel, there was at least three of them that day that I dealt with. They insisted I needed my Medicare card to get the shot, that they could not process it with my insurance card. Now, yeah, I live in Joshua Tree kind of on the far side, so it's about a 20-mile round trip for me to Rite Aid, and not to mention the bad dirt roads that it takes me to get to the highway headed west. So I went home, got my Medicare card. You know, 30 miles later, now I'm back. They told me that I had the outdated Medicare card, which cannot be processed. Oh, man. So (laughs) was there any information ahead of time that here's what you're going to need? No, no. They said your insurance card. And so, Gary, by this time, even with a face mask on, you can make out what I was saying. And just just a a note, there is a box on the application to check if you don't have insurance, okay? So I head home. So now it's late on Saturday afternoon. It's starting to rain. And I do find that I had gotten my new Medicare card. I carefully filed it in the Medicare (laughs) file. And uh, so they said, okay, you know, come back on Monday. We'll keep this open for you. And, uh, oh, so, well, that was you know, okay. Yeah. So now 50 miles later, so now I'm on my third trip to Rite Aid, <laughs> I get the vaccine. And so I asked the pharmacist, you know, I said, how much is this shot? I said, oh, my gosh, a $200 shot? You know, uh, and he looked at me with some surprise. He said, there's no cost. The shot is free. The government pays for it. Yeah, the government pays and for so it. I, yeah. So I asked, why did I have to present my Medicare card? And he told me that Rite Aid can bill Medicare $20 for delivering the shot. So on my 60th mile now, I'm fuming all the way home. And I feel that this was very dishonest and about why I needed the Medicare card. They, they, they adamantly refused to give me the shot when I was there the first time without presenting the Medicare card when actually I was in touch with the shot. It's free. Yeah, I suspect that's a corporate thing. And I think it was very, uh, I was very unhappy. I did write to Rite Aid. I basically told them what I told you. Uh-huh. Someone, someone got back to me and says, oh, I'm, you know, kicking this upstairs. You know, I'm going to you know, let them know about your experience. So, I, uh, you know, if, if, I would, if they would have said, you know, well, right up front, we can do this. We can, we can charge Medicare for the shot. That would have been one thing, but they refused to give me the free shot that I was entitled to because I they wanted to bill first. And, yeah, people were fairly nice to me. One lady there was very nice, but they were adamant. No shot unless we get paid for it. And that, right. that's a misrepresentation. Well, the, uh, on one hand, I'm, I'm sorry you had a bad experience. On the other hand, I'm glad you got your vaccine. Yes, me too, and so, I have an appointment for a second one. So thanks for taking my yeah. call. All right, Rebecca, I appreciate your call. Thanks. Uh-huh. All right, bye-bye. And, oh, I guess we lost line two. So, okay. 
Longitude's gone. Okay. We're going to take a little break. Give us a call right now, 760-366-8471. Thanks to Rebecca for telling us her vaccine experience. So now we know if you're going to go to Rite Aid, make sure you've got your Medicare card and your other insurance card, just supplemental. Uh, and uh, like she said, there's no charge for the vaccine, but apparently they can bill for the charge of the manpower to provide that vaccine for you, which doesn't seem unfair, but uh, I agree with Rebecca. They should they should tell you right up front uh, that here's what we're going to do, and, and here's why, and here's what you need when you get here. I mean, if you have to make an appointment, they can certainly put it right on the appointment line. Please make sure you have your Medicare card. But the bottom line is, even though she had to drive a lot of miles to get it, Rebecca got her vaccination, and that's good. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more on the Z1077 Up Close Show. Sweat your way through the flu season? Boost your immune system now. Star Pharmacy has a full range of solutions for you. Everything from cough and cold medications to supplements and homeopathic remedies that work naturally with your body to support your immune system. Elderberry, echinacea, zinc, and much more. Keeping your pets healthy too with over-the-counter and prescription medications. Star Pharmacy is your low-priced leader. Carrying home medical equipment, wheelchairs, walkers, canes, and nebulizers. Star Pharmacy, open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. next to the post office in Joshua Tree. COVID testing in the high desert at the City of 29 Palms Community Services Building. Now you can get tested Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. This is a walk-in clinic, not a drive through However, you can make an appointment online at the sb.gov COVID site. The community center is near Lucky Park on Joe Davis Road. For more information, call the city at 367-6799. This site is for the entire Morongo Basin. Help us reopen. Get tested today. Sometimes a little retail therapy is all you need to make a gloomy season brighter. Let Desert Nest Co. handle your therapy session. New merchandise arrives weekly. It's still cold out, and they've got new popcorn knit sweaters, gorgeous scarves, hip blanket-style ponchos, and men's coats to keep you warm and cozy. With your holiday decorations gone, add a pop of color and fun with some new accent pillows, a new end table, or accent chair. Desert Nest Co. has an incredible line of home accessories and furniture. Easy to find. Look for the standalone building with a giant chair out front in front of Staters West. Ten twenty-two. I'm Gary Dignot, and this is the Z1077 Up Close Show. Our producers, Sarah Snyder, and our phone number for you to call is 760-366-8471. We are open right now. What's on your mind? We're talking a little bit about vaccines this morning. Rebecca gave us uh, her uh, experience getting the vaccine again she had uh, she wasn't told at the time she needed a medicare card so be aware of that uh, bring your medicare card to, to the to rite aid if you get an appointment there and again both rite aids the 20 palms of yucca valley and the yucca valley vons are all doing vaccinations but again it, it is a chore it takes you have to go on that uh, website to get that appointment a number of times sbcovid19.com is where you make appointments for the county sites, the private pharmacies, where you get the information, where they tell you what's going on. Don't just go to the site and expect to get everything all at once. It's, there's a whole bunch of stuff on there. And again, we you know if the county is doing something hinky, we take them to task. The county has done a good job with this website. There's a lot of information on it. There's a a, a 
I can't remember the, the name of it, but there's a chart on there where you can see where where all the COVID-19 cases are coming from, how many in each city, how many deaths, how many recoveries. It's all the information is there. You got to spend a little time getting it. But the most important thing is the vaccination information is there, where you can make an appointment and where those vaccination sites are. It's not going to be overnight. It's probably going to be three or four months until we have a, a lot of people vaccinated. Uh, and thank our lucky stars for that. Some countries won't get vaccinated for years. So uh, so be, be very, very happy that you live in a country where we can get all this put together. Um, they're doing the best they can. We all need to be patient and help them through it. Your comment again, 760-366-8471. A couple other things I'd like to talk to you about. We uh, mentioned in our news earlier this week that the city of 29 Palms is putting in a median on Highway 62 in front of the Stater Brothers Shopping Center. And that's so left turns into that shopping center will now have to be made on Encelia rather than turning right across the highway. And I got to tell you, I ride a motorcycle, and every time I go through that stretch of road, I do so with terror and trepidation because people make the goofiest left turns. For, you know, they've got to make a left turn when they're traveling west into the State of Brother Center instead of stopping in the left-hand turn lane, waiting for traffic to clear, and then turning left into the center. They do this diagonal thing where nobody – they just nonstop. You go from the westbound lane nonstop across the, uh, the left-hand turn lane for a few hundred feet and then whip into a – a, a driveway uh, in a car that's not so bad in a motorcycle is terrifying because you don't know where this guy is going to turn. You're watching this car coming at you. He's not stopping in the left-hand turn lane. It's terrifying. So that will stop that. Um, now, I actually spoke with the city manager. I said, I think it's a great idea. Just make sure you've got enough of a left-hand turn lane. So I know there's been a few times when you want to turn left to go up Adobe Road from the highway up toward the base from 29 Palms. And there's a lot of people waiting, and you run out of lane. All of a sudden, you're, you're sitting out there in the traffic lane. So as long as they make that lane long enough, I think it'll be fine. I think it will be a lot of safer. And we've got to remember, across the street now from Stater Brothers in 29 Palms, in front of the Fairmont Hotel, is going to be a brand-new grocery outlet shopping center. So you've got Stater Brothers on one side, grocery outlet on the other, it makes a lot of sense to have the median to channel that traffic to Encelia rather than across the highway because it's a state highway. There have been a lot of bad accidents there. Uh, there's, there's been a couple of fatal accidents that I know about in that same area. So I think it makes sense. Your comment, 760-366-8471. We posted that story up on uh, social media. Got a lot of comments, a lot of negative comments. I, I just don't understand that. So if what is your negative? Why is this a negative? Give me a call at 760-366-8471. Tell me why you think this is a bad idea. Uh, I, th I think it's a good idea. Anytime we can make it safer for people, uh, the, the biggest downturn, well, you may have to wait for the light to turn. You may have to wait two entire minutes to make your turn, okay? But if you're going to save lives and, and keep people safe, I'll wait two minutes. It's well worth it's well worth the trade-off. 760-366-847. I remember when they put the medians in Yucca Valley. Oh, my God. 
on and on and on and on about how terrible it was and awful it's going to people won't be able to get around there'll be accidents well you know what it's worked out pretty darn well because it used to be very dangerous on the highway in yucca valley but they've taken away the whole factor of people turning left onto the highway it's those left turns uh, that are dangerous so the medians in yucca valley yeah there are some times you have to go down and make a u-turn to get in uh, to a driveway uh, but, again, it takes two or three minutes of your time. You're safe. Your kids are safe. The other drivers are safe. The elderly drivers are safe. So I think it makes a lot of sense to have the medians, and I'm glad to see that the city of Twin Palms is going to bring a little more safety to our highway there in front of State Brothers because that is a bad spot. Anybody who drives out a lot knows people just pull out. And for some reason, whenever they pull out of the Stater Brothers shopping center and want to go east, they immediately go into that second lane. Uh, again, as a person who rides a motorcycle, when I see anybody turning left out of there, I don't know if they're coming in my lane or the first lane. So uh, there's been a couple times I literally will just pull over and stop and wait for that person to come out because uh, it's worth it for me to stop. To not to get killed. It's an amazing thing how that works. Your comment, 760-366-847. We've got two things on our plate today. We've got vaccines, and we've got the new median in front of the State of Brothers store on the highway in 29 Palms. I'd like to hear your comments about those. And again, I want to thank Rebecca for calling up earlier and telling us her experience in getting the vaccine. And I, I want to stress again, you're going to hear me say this again until you're sick of it, be patient. Don't just get angry because you go online. There's no appointments available. There's thousands of people uh, trying to get the COVID shots. They're not coming out as fast as they'd like them to do. And again, for, we've got a disconnect between the feds and the state and a disconnect between the feds and the, between the state and the county. They're getting that worked out. I believe the county is, uh, is, is working very hard to get that smooth. Uh, one of the things that Supervisor Rao told me is that they are, right now the county has allocated $20 million a month to do all these testing sites. That's what it costs. They have the staff, the equipment, and they have to rent the sites. So it's $20 million a month. They're going to be taking that budget and they start shifting away from testing over to vaccinations, which I think makes sense. Um, I'm not quite sure uh, now that the testing sites are, are in place. Uh, I agree. I don't think it's as much a priority anymore to do that. Uh, let's, let's keep people safe. And I think it's a good idea that they, they start with 65 and over. It would have been a better idea if they would have warned the states they were going to do that first, but that's what they're doing now. But that's a lot, a lot of people. When it was just healthcare workers and grocery store essential workers, it wasn't quite so bad as far as the need. But as soon as they added that huge, huge pool of people, 65 and over, uh, then that's when the, the sites started getting choked. And like I mentioned in a news story early this morning, it was so bad for the county when the state made that announcement without telling them that they actually crashed that site. So sbcovid19.com. Look it up. Check it out. Let's go right back to the phones. And Jody, you're on the radio. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Gary. Uh, no matter how safe the town, county, or state want to make anything, there's going to be so many people that they learn how to be more stupid. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. So my, okay, here's a couple of good examples for you. Um, what, okay, um, <clears throat> right there in Yucca, there's that uh, 
Barry Brothers gas station. Now, the street along it runs right up to the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> going eastbound on the highway right there, There's a, a le- they got this little thing where you can turn left and go up that street. Yes. Okay, only from the eastbound side. <laughs> I've had people going westbound, cut through that, and make a left right there, going across the eastbound lanes. The guy went right in front of me. It's like, what a... Oh, my God. Uh, was, that, was that to get, to get to the gas station there? No, he was, he was going west on the highway, and he cut through that eastbound turn lane. Yeah, people do some crazy stuff. So there's, there's, a, there's a, you know, both the mediums there, and there's just a little spot to turn to go down, you know, to the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah, yeah. This dude's going west, and he's cutting through that lane to make a look. It's like, what a moron! Yeah, there's, there's a lot of morons out there. I agree with you. You know, I mean, I agree with these, these mediums. At first, I... I, I didn't see the point, but you know, I, I do see how much safer there are. But, yeah, no matter how safe the town, county, state, whatever, try to make anything, just remember people are going to be – they're going to they're gonna make up new ways to be more as, – As much as we make an idiot proof, sometimes the idiots get through. Right, and, and the, <laughs> as far as the, uh, the uh, medians right there in front of staters, I think that's the best idea next to popcorn yeah yeah i'm glad about that again i i'm a biker a motorcycle rider so i any time you can make that highway safer is okay with i've had a couple of really bad close calls both in that area so i have as well i, I used to be yeah. a bike rider yeah. but uh, anyway uh, i i several times our, our uh, kids and grandbabies used to live past there you know going towards 29 so we my wife and i'd be going out to see them and as you said you see you're going past Staters, and this guy's making a 45-degree angle shot <laughs> at that driveway. It's like, yeah. are you nuts? I've hit my brakes there. I don't know how many times it goes. Well, then, then they, they make the crazy left-hand turn. Then they get to the driveway, realize that there's a, a hump there. They say, so stop. Stop. Yep. <laughs> I almost ran into I don't know how many yeah. people. Of that. Yeah, so so it's a good idea. So but I think I think that's a wonderful idea. All right, Julia, appreciate your call. Thanks. All right. Hi, John. You're on the radio. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Gary. How are you? This I'm Friday? doing great. It's a beautiful day. I wish we had a little more rain. They they kept saying <laughs> big storms coming, big storms coming. I'm covering my my house and get everything ready. And now we had, I think here we had we had six one hundredths of an inch here in Joshua Tree. Hey, you know what, though? You'll take it, right? Oh, yeah, I'll take any rain I can get. Your comment this morning, John? Yes, sir. So, um, you know, I I just have, I guess I have a question more than a comment, and that is... Hopefully I can answer it. it. Yeah, and and I'm I'm curious of other people's input as well, people who have received the vaccine. When folks are getting the vaccine, are the distributors telling them how how good it or how long it is effective for? Six months, a year? That's still unclear to me. I don't know. Although in my news today, I do have a statement made by Supervisor Rao, where she said because because viruses are viruses, they mutate, which is why we have to have a flu shot every year. She goes. She expects that the COVID nineteen vaccine will become a yearly routine, just like the flu. Yeah, that's so, what we were talking so about. So you're probably going to have to get well. vac- Yeah, probably going to have to vac- get a vaccine once a year. I don't think it'll be a dual dose. I think the it'll be like a booster. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and I have, I I guess my other comment is, 
regarding mandatory vaccines, I, I got to tell you, you know, I've, I've experienced this and there's, I've there's, had friends. The, and The government has no mandatory vaccines. Your employer may require a vaccine. But you're not. I, but the vaccine police aren't going to come to your house and say you're not vaccine. There, there, yeah. there is no government mandate. You you do not have to get a vaccine. Your employer yeah. may require it, but that's between you and your employer. Well, I also hope they um, you know make the mandatory in schools. I think that's where some of the issue lies, and um, you know a kid can well, get an elderly kid yeah. very sick. Well, as as we know, they recently made vaccines mandatory in California schools, uh, and if mm-hmm. it, if the child doesn't want to get vaccine, they don't have to, but they have to be homeschooled or or or, or make other arrangements because you it is a law you must go to school. So yeah, uh, I, I, the the problem with us Americans, it's not necessarily a problem, sometimes it's a great thing, is that we're fiercely independent. And we don't want our government right. to tell us we have to do anything. A lot of people who are against masking aren't necessarily against protecting other people. They're against being told yeah. what to do. They don't want, just don't want to be told what to do. So, yeah, it's a yeah. blessing and a curse. Yeah. You know? So I, I agree with you. I think that all the kids should be vac- uh, vaccinated before they go to school. But they're saying that they... The vaccine shouldn't be given to kids under six now. And uh, I'm waiting to see other guidelines, uh, what they're going to do with kids. I think they're more concerned with the adult staff and teachers at the schools. Uh, Yeah. So um, uh, that's all being worked. The science will all go that. So. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, You know, and and I I also hear California is quite quite booked up and you know compared to other states yeah. well folks have got to realize that california's population is is much greater so of course there's going to be a higher demand yeah i yeah california is the fifth largest economy in the world with a lot of people in it but right. yeah so that's why i'm saying if you want to get the vaccine it'll get to you it may be a month it may be a couple of months but you, we need to be patient because it's not inst- – yeah. you can't just snap our fingers and everybody get vaccinated. You have to physically go somewhere. They have to physically give you a shot, uh, actually two shots. So it, it's a process. So be aware of the fact that it's a process. Yeah, a process with, once again, very, very high demand. And hopefully everyone gets it. Hope so. All right, John, appreciate your call. Thank you. You take care. All right, bye-bye. 760-366-8471 for the Z1077 Up Close Show. We'll be right back with more. Uh, Give us a call. This is Sue from Sue's Health Foods. Early in March this year, my top three basic supplement picks to enhance our immune system were vitamin C, D3, and zinc, the same products I use for cold and flu season. Of course, good health doesn't end there, but it's a start. When you buy a supplement for something as important as your health, it's crucial to get a safe and effective brand and product. Sue's private label guarantees potency and effectiveness for all the products in our line. In fact, our company goes so far as to quarantine all raw materials when it's received. And of course, we check for toxins and confirm purity. We always validate that what's on the label is what's in the bottle. Whatever company you use, make sure they do these things. And if you want complete peace of mind, choose Sue's Private Label for your supplement needs. Sue's Health Foods, committed to your good health since 1983. Health food, committed to your good health. 
At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide much-needed life-saving equipment to first responders. That's why at Firehouse Subs, they make their subs differently, because their subs can make a difference. Like their twist on a Firehouse favorite, the new Everything Hook and Ladder. Made with freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, Virginia honey ham, and melted Monterey Jack. It's served melty and hot on their new Everything Bagel Season Sub Roll with Philadelphia cream cheese. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. We know you're ready to get your hair cut. Great Clips is back open, ready to get you back to looking your best. Practicing all of the CDC guidelines for hair salons and barbers, so you'll need to wear a mask, social distance while waiting, and of course they have plenty of hand sanitizer on hand. Looking for a career rather than just a job? Great Clips is taking applications now. All you need is a current California cosmetology license. Great Clips, open daily in the Dollar Tree Center, Yucca Valley. It's going to be great. It is 1041. I'm Gary Dignore, producer Sarah Snyder, and you are listening to the Z1077 Up Close Show, the only local call-in talk show. We talk about stuff that's happening right here in our communities that affect everybody. We'd like to hear from you. We talk a little bit about uh, vaccines uh, and medians today. Now, we had a listener call in, didn't want to go on the air, but they left, uh, they left a message. They said they saw on the news that some airlines are requiring passengers to be vaccinated. Now, I have not seen that. I have seen airlines that require people to be tested before they go on. And some are they're now doing some uh, pre-flight testing right at the airport. There's a charge for that. Uh, but I have not seen them require to be vaccinated. I, I have not seen it myself. I guess it would depend on the airline. But right, right now, we don't have much of a percentage of the population being vaccinated. So that would be a quick way for a, uh, a, an airline to run out of customers real quick. So, but uh, that is what the person said they saw. Also, nowadays you don't know whether the news is real or, or not. Uh, you have to be very careful where you get your news. Um, there are, you know, there's uh, this news channel that panders to these people who have this preconceived conception. This news channel uh, panders to these people who have this preconceived we don't. We want to stay in our box. We don't want to hear information that disagrees with our philosophy and all that kind of stuff. And now, with more information, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Tammy Roloff. Thank you. Yes, I just did a Google search when you brought that up, and it was United Airlines. The CEO said that he would like to make a COVID vaccine mandatory to fly on, on his airline. Okay. But they haven't done anything about it. He just he something said, that he, he said he'd like to see it. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'd like to see it, too, but I'm not the CEO of United Airlines. Okay, so to straighten that up, yes, he said he'd like to see it, but it's not in effect right now. I can see later on when more and more people are getting vaccinated, and they say they need about 80% vaccination to reach what they call herd immunity. And one of the things we have to be aware of, the fact that the COVID-19 is not going away. It's always going to be there. We just have to protect ourselves against it. And uh, like Don Rao said, it'll be a yearly shot, just like you go for your flu shot every year. Uh, and I go for mine every year. I'm, not an, I'm a person who believes in science, believes in vaccination. It's kept me safe and healthy. It's kept my children safe and ha- healthy. Uh, and I'm going to continue to do that. Now, your philosophy may say you don't want vaccinations. That's up to you. Uh, but don't complain if you get sick. 760-366-8471 for the Z1077 Up Close. So, so you're, you're 
thought about vaccination, I'd like to hear from you. Now, the state lifted the stay-at-home order, and uh, there's been some confusion about that, so I, I want to explain it. We are still under the purple tier, uh, if you check the, the tier system. And again, go to SBCOVID-19. The tier is there. They explain how it works. The stay-at-home order was above and beyond that, uh, which limited inside worship at courts, uh, at, at churches. Some of the churches had sued, saying that was against the constitutional expression of your freedom of religion. The Supreme Court has said, no, it's not. The state has a right to protect people. So that said, when they lifted the ban, they lifted the ban on inside worship. So you can do that now. They also lifted the ban on, and of course, there's, there's mitigations. There's a certain amount of people who are allowed in. You got to be masked. You got to do social distancing. Uh, they also opened up uh, outside dining again for restaurants. They opened up nail salons. They opened up hair salons. So it's, 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 a, it's a, a step toward where we want to be. And again, COVID's killed 36,000 people in the state of California and infected over 3 million. So they've had lots of multiple lawsuits over restrictions on gatherings, church services, restaurant dying. The judges uh, sent the matter back to consider the attendance caps on churches. So they say the churches have to, uh, the churches will not be allowed to have inside, but when they do, they're going to have to have certain attendance caps. So they're working on that right now. Okay, I hope I made all that clear. 760-366-8471. The King of the Hammer is a starting today, a big event uh, every year. Some fifty to 60,000 people come to that. We checked with the organizer for King of the Hammers a couple of days ago who told us the ticket sales were 90% down, and I expect that is COVID-related. Now, in order to get a permit to put on that event, they had to agree to a number of pretty strict regulations for the county of San Bernardino, and it's on BLM land, so with the federal government also. And I believe they, they have to have like 80% of the people who tend uh, have to show negative. I know they're doing a temperature check when you get there. There's some other things, too. Uh, they want you to have gotten your vaccine or a test before you go in. Uh, I read that they were requiring people to get a test at least three days before attending King of the Hammers. And I think a lot of those restrictions have kept people away from that. Uh, that said, they're still going to get their TV rights and their manufacturer money. I think King of the Hammers will be fine. Uh, so that is going on. And uh, welcome, Hammers folks, to the high desert. They come up every year. Uh, they use our restaurants, our gas stations, our, our grocery stores. So they're creating income for our residents. We're happy to have King of the Hammers here. Again, they are here under very strict COVID restrictions this year. 760-366-8471. If you want to discuss what's going on with King of the Hammers uh, or vaccines or lifting the stay-at-home order or medium. Next thing I want to bring up, if anybody wants to comment about it, is they've just raised the rates for water in 29 Palms, and they've done it rather significantly. And uh, people who are complaining about it, well, they put out, uh, under the law, they have to write a letter to every customer saying that they are going to be raising the rates and asking if anybody have a protest. Fourteen people protested, Okay. And we sent a reporter to the meeting. There were maybe three or four people there. So if you don't complain, if you don't take part in the process, 
You can't complain when they do it. So they've raised the rates of water in 29 Palms. Uh, some of them are going to be like 80% raised. Now, it's going to not going to be immediate. This is over a five-year period. There'll be a percentage every year till they get the rates to where they want to be. Do they need a rate increase? I believe they do. Uh, they haven't had a rate increase for a long, long time in 29 Palms. They are modernizing a system which is very old. That system is over 50 years old. So they've got to put in new pipes with new materials. The other materials have fallen apart. They have to have the equipment to do that. They have to have the staff to do that. And they have to have the reserves to make sure if something happens, they're able to fix the system. The bottom line is uh, the water districts, and not just 29 pounds, but all of them, have to have the resources that they need to bring you clean, safe drinking water to your home. And that's not an easy undertaking. There's Again, there's a whole infrastructure that has to be maintained, staff that have to be maintained. Now, I'm a person who wonders why we have five different water districts in the Morongo Basin. Uh, I know uh, many years ago there was a move afoot to merge the Joshua Basin Water District and the Yucca Valley uh, Water District, the High Desert Water District, to merge those two. Why have two sets of staff, two sets of computers, two sets of trucks? The savings would have been tremendous by just having one administration for both areas. But the people went wacko, territorial. Oh, my goodness, they're trying to steal our water. Uh, it sparked a recall of the Joshua Basin Water District. It sparked a lot of public protest, and so they dropped that idea. I don't think it's that bad an idea. I've said that before. That's like our chambers of commerce. Our chambers of commerce out here fight, fight, fight just to keep their doors open. I believe there should be a Morongo Basin Chamber of Commerce, which is one office. Uh, it has They could use those resources for doing the things that Chamber of Commerce does uh, rather than just keep the doors open, pay the insurance, and pay the staff, and now you're out of money. You can't do much outreach. So uh, I've said that before, too. So I think we should merge water districts. I think we should merge Chamber of Commerce. The Morongo Basin is growing. We're not five little separate communities anymore. We are all interrelated. What happens in Yucca Valley affects 29 Palms. What happens in 29 Palms affects Joshua Tree. What happens in Joshua Tree affects Morongo Valley. I believe all of our communities here should uh, should do that. Okay, we got people who want to talk to us. Let's get right to it. And Larry on the radio, good morning. Good morning, Gary. Um, I'll keep this real brief. Um, in regards to the participation of people for the water rates, yep. in regards to that, uh, as an example, you'll look at the what people voted for in regards to the Board of Supervisors, and you see what that got us. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, actually I view it as chasing your tail, you know, with, with these governmental agencies. But uh, the government agencies, Larry, there is protections in there. And if, if people take the time to, to go through the, the process of protesting and go to those meetings and give their opinions, they will listen to you. They, they may not do what you want, but they will listen to you. Yeah. I, I, like I said, though, I, I throw the ball back at the Board of Supervisors and what they did, you know, with basically the will of the people and, you know, Oh, yeah, Me Measure K was passed by two-thirds of the people, but the Board of Supervisors is suing to have it set aside. By the way, that, that has not been decided yet. That's still in front of the courts. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll keep our fingers crossed, yeah. and you know, maybe that 
that will, you know, turn, you know, in other words, towards the favor of the people. Yeah, but I, I'll think, let, I think the, the Board of Supervisors, this whole problem with them started with FP5. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, anyway, well, thank you so much for taking my call, and uh, you have yourself a, a great day and a okay. good week. Larry, one more thing before you go. I do want to let you know that the people who put Measure U on the ballot to repeal FP5 are, yep. g- are going to be doing it again in the next election. Okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll throw my hat in the ring. I don't know how much it will help, but, All you right. know, I, I did before. So. All right, thanks, Larry. Bye-bye. All right. Hi, David. You're on the radio. Good morning. Good morning, Gary. Uh, you mentioned about the merging of the water district. That is correct. And I was there back then. Yes, you were. Back in, in 90, and what happened was they made a huge bunch of mistakes. And to the water districts, it's like High Desert Water District is Trump-supporting, and the Josh Mason Water District is Democrat-supporting. Okay, that would you, be about the difference. Can you use it as an example? Please don't tell people that they do that officially. <laughs> no. Okay. okay. Uh, but what happened was back in, I think it happened in 89, and Jim Ventura was on the board, mm-hmm. and they, what they did is they made the arrangement for three of the directors to be Yucca Valley, and two of the directors to be Joshua Basin Water District. Right. Which means that the majority makes the decision. Try and figure that one out, three to two. Then what they did is they didn't have a district date, and back then Yucca Valley was two and a half times the population of Joshua Tree. So after the second election cycle, it would be all Yucca Valley directors. And yes, Yucca Valley wanted to put the sewage treatment plant at Sunfair, guaranteed. We have notes and minutes from that. And, yes, they wanted to take our water. They got our water 500 acre feet a year between 92 and 95 while the pipeline was being built. So, yes, Yucca Valley wanted to take Joshua Tree's water, and they wanted to give us their sewage, period. All right, David, and that that sets the disagreement uh, a, a good example of exactly what people were disagreeing with. Yep. And then also the fact that 29 Palms is not part of the Mojave Water Agency means that there's nothing going on between Yucca Valley, I mean, Joshua Tree and 29 Palms. So all three are distinct water districts for a good reason. All right, David. Appreciate your and opinion, in my opinion as always. I guess that water district is pretty incompetent. They had to be told by the state to clean up their act and get in the sewer. Yes, they did. Okay, that's it. Right, thanks, David. 760-366-8471. We're going to uh, take a little break, pay a little rent, and be right back with more of the Up Close Show. The rigid and time-consuming process of traditional bank loans have paved the way for peer-to-peer lending. This is Patty Brown, a.k.a. The Loan Lady. We offer viable alternatives and flexible lending on home mortgages. A lot of people are buying second homes, vacation rentals, or even properties to flip. Our money to loan comes from local investors who don't rely on credit scores, but instead, we invest in people. It's not too late to get in on the investment real estate market. All you need is the desire. We have the money to lend right now. Simplify applications and quick turnaround times too. Call me today at 365-7003. The Loan Lady, we want to be your real estate lender. 
There's a hero waiting for you, waiting to save you hundreds, even thousands of dollars. SolarNow, a hero solar contractor who's been installing systems all over the high desert for years. No money down, 100% financing, where you don't even have to do the paperwork, is available through SolarNow with the Hero Program. Payments are made through your property taxes. The interest may be tax deductible for you, and it's transferable if you sell your home. Why lease when you can own? Call SolarNow, just like I did, and get a no-pressure, hassle-free quote today. Reach Mark Hines at 228 and we are back with the Z1077 Up Close Show. I'm Gary Dineau, and we'll go right back to the phones. And uh, here we go. Gary, you're on the radio. Good morning. Good morning, Gary. How you doing? I'm doing great. A beautiful day. They kept saying we're going to have this big, big storm, but at least we got a little rain out of it. Yeah, it's raining right now a little bit. I got a question for you. You may or may not know the answer. On this FP5 thing, I was against it. But I was talking to a couple of insurance guys one day, and we talked. We had a well, not a big discussion, but my concern is if they did uh, win the retraction of that FP5, how would that affect uh, insurance rates? Because if you have lack of availability of fire department assets, wouldn't that raise or cancel out your homeowners insurance? Well, if they if they got away with FP5, which I I think they should repeal. Is this, by the way, has nothing to do with the fire department. It has to do with how they put this tax on. So I'm a big supporter of the fire department, but I'm totally against FP5 because it was a sneaky, underhanded, crappy the way the county rammed that down our throats. Now, I did speak to experts who told me that if FP5 was repealed, the county and the cities would simply have to come up with other financing for the fire department. So if FP5 is 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 repealed, they're not going to close the fire department. They're just going to have to figure out another way to get their funding. And I think what they should do is go to the people and ask them instead of ramming it down the back door. See, what I was concerned about, if they wouldn't close it down, but there would, they would, might clone, close certain assets and not have as wide a coverage as they do now. Well, this is is a fact, Gary. After FP5 was passed, the county closed three fire stations in the Morongo Basin. After after it was passed. Okay, after we had to pay the $157 on our taxes. That's that's FP5, the $157 on your taxes. Now, I live in 29 Palms. Well, it's, we already had that there. The city council approved it. So we did right. have it approved with representation. And I think $150 a year is very fair to pay for good fire service. But I thought the way they put the tax, like people in Yucca Valley, 20% of your property tax in Yucca Valley automatically goes to fire services. So the $150 uh, is now on top of that. So people in Yucca Valley are being double hit. Look, I don't have a problem with the hundred and fifty-seven dollars. It's how it was served. You exactly. Don't serve steak, you don't serve steak and lo- lobster in a trash can, then. Okay. Yeah. All right, Gary. Appreciate your call. And you have a good day. All right, you too. And that's going to do it for the up close show for today. We'll be back next week with more of the Z one zero seven seven up close show. We uh, try to bring you topics that affect us all here in the Morongo Basin and try to keep it. Uh, focused on the Morongo Basin. We talked the last few weeks a lot about national politics because that was on people's minds. Now it's time to start focusing on what's happening here. Until the next week, I'm Gary Dineau. Thanks for listening. Drive carefully and God bless. Bye-bye.
You've been listening to Up Close, a weekly talk and interview program presented in the public interest by Z1077 News. Join Gary Denio again next Friday at 10 for more Up Close. Up Close.